Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alignment Academy. I'm so excited for this episode. I am bringing on my very best friend, Brianna Mystic. And if you guys follow me on the gram, I'm sure that you saw her a lot on my stories and on our trips from Mount Shasta to Maui to Costa Rica to New York. We have traveled together a lot. Um, and it's kind of funny because we only met six months ago at our content creators retreat in Costa Rica. And it's been a wild ride. And she is truly like me in a different body. I know that sounds weird, but like we are the same person. We're just different variations of the same person. And she has brought so much light to my life in a really dark time of my life. And I just, I love her so much. And that's why I'm excited to have her on the podcast. And I'm excited to have introduce you to her because she is just a magical human. She's introduced me to mushrooms and activated my light language and has helped me live a more playful life helped me connect to my inner child and just have fun every single day. At the time of recording this episode, this was one of our last nights together when we both were living in a certain town in California for about two and a half months. It was like a little gift from the universe that I ended up moving to her town for two and a half months. And then on the same day, not planned, we moved away um, from that town and we both went to separate cities. But it was like the most divinely aligned time of our life and this really special just time period that I think that will always keep really, really close to us. But me and Brie have a lot of fun projects coming up. And I wanted to share with you that if you guys have been following me, you know we love to travel and we love meeting our soul fam and bringing soul fam together. And if you don't know what soul family is, it's essentially chosen family. It's like your spiritual family. We believe that, you know, in the higher realms, there's these like soul clusters, meaning that there, there's these souls that you travel with through time and you feel maybe even more resonant to them than some other people in your life, whether it be family or your friends that you've had up until this point. And when you meet these people, you're like, why do I feel like I've known you forever? Why do I feel like you just get me on a level that no one else gets me? And that's exactly what Soul Family is. So with that being said, me and Brie are hosting a Divine Feminine Ascension and Leadership Retreat in Costa Rica next May. And we are so excited to bring some of you to meet your soul fam, to excursion in the jungle, to dance in the jungle, to heal in the jungle. We're going to have workshops. We're going to have yummy food. We're going to have a beautiful venue for all of this. And we are opening our waitlist now. So this retreat will be open to sign up for in the next couple months. But if you want to get on the waitlist and be the first to know when the doors open, because we only have limited spots and we know that they will go quick, then make sure to check out the show notes. There's a link to our waitlist below. And we would love to have you there if we if you feel called. But without further ado, I'm just going to get into the episode. I'm going to let you guys relive this magic because we just share our path and our friendship. It's its like a conversation where you just are feel like you're hanging out with us. And I love those kind of conversations. So here is my best friend, my soulmate, my everything, Brianna Mystic. Hello. 
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Alignment Academy. I am so excited for this episode because if you've been following me on the gram, then you've definitely seen my best friend, Brianna Mystic, Brianna Cristofaro, <laughs> um, Brianna Galactica, all of the Briannas, but she is such a special and main character in my life right now. And we have such a special relationship. I'm having a hard time even knowing what to call her because our relationship is so unique and we only met like five or six months ago, but we are sisters in probably so many lifetimes, Mm. family members in so many lifetimes. We're a little closer (laughs) than we'd like to admit. So (laughs) I'm so excited to have her on this podcast and introduce you guys to her because she's had such a amazing impact on my life. Like truly, I am so beyond grateful for her. Brianna is a multidimensional channel. She's a light language activator, breathwork facilitator, soul purpose activator. She is a mushroom queen, a jack of all trades, master of all as well. So without further ado, hi, Brianna. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm excited to have you too. I don't even really know where we should start. Do you, what do you think? Should we start with kind of just sharing how we met? Yeah. I think we should start there. Okay. So me and Brianna met, I call her Brie, by the way. So I'm probably going to call you Brie from now on, but me and Brie met on the LAX airport floor. Mm Actually, I was on the floor. I was getting up to get in line and I was bawling my eyes out because I had just gone through a breakup two months ago. And yeah, what was your, actually, I'm curious, what was your um, view of that meeting? (laughs) Well, to back it up even a little bit before, so we met at this TikTok creator retreat where we all met Aaron and tons of other of our friends as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kristen and I both had followed each other on TikTok and mm-hmm. prior to even knowing that we were going to be on this retreat uh, and we were both coming out of the same airport, flying into Costa Rica. So we're like, hey, let's get on the same flight, just texting each other like complete strangers on WhatsApp, you know. And so I get to the airport. I'm like super excited. I, I have like I'm a bundle of energy and I'm just like so ready, so excited to see to meet Kristen, to meet everybody. And I... I'm like, my AirPod Max is on. I just got them. And I'm like walking down the air in the airport, like looking for Kristen, texting her like, hey, I'm at the gate and like all excited. And I just see Kristen and she is like full on crying, like fully, fully like bawling her eyes out at the airport. Yeah. And immediately my heart was just like, oh my God, I need to just like, give so much love to this girl right now because she's going through something right now. And here we go. This is the beginning of the trip and whatever is happening right fucking now is important. And I'm going to be here for this girl. And so then we ended up being able to sit next to each other. Oh yeah. We finessed that. (laughs) Yeah. We were in the same row, right? But like not next to each other. And then I was like, hey, kids, when you guys move, I think we asked somebody to move and they were excited about that. And so we spent the the whole flight, like six hours talking, going over everything. 
And Kristen, what else do you have to say now? Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> really putting myself back into that, I'm like, I can get a little emotional because I was like in such a dark space in that moment. Um, there was so many transitions in my life, like in that moment, and I had no grounding. So like in the moment you saw me, I had no home. All of my things were in storage. I had no idea where I was going after Costa Rica. Like my life was literally in shambles. And like, there was no other option for me, but to just be like, hi, um, this is what's going on in my life. And I can only show up in this way. And I'm sorry. And I remember something that you said to me on the airplane, or maybe when we were standing in line, you were just like, your only job is to show up how you are, you know? And I like took that with me and I, I really kept that close to my heart, but I feel like it's so funny looking back at that plane ride because since then we've been on so many plane rides together and we always do the same thing. We like ask people to move, (laughs) but even just, you know, looking back at that plane ride, like I I just see our higher selves up there being like, they finally met, like this is the beginning. And it really was for me, the beginning of an entire new life. Like my reality right before that moment I didn't know it and I didn't want to know it, but like it has completely dissolved. Like truly, I barely have anybody from that lifetime in this lifetime in my (laughs) life anymore. All of the characters have changed in my life where I live has changed, which we'll get into like everything has changed literally. And so, yeah, I think that it was so kismet and synchronistic and also not an accident that we met in that moment when I was going through there. And I think it's actually so crazy. Sometimes I think about it. It's like you and Aaron and all of our other friends, like all you guys have probably seen our little, our little crew, (laughs) our little posse, whatever you want to call it. Like you guys don't even know that version of Kristen before you only know this version of me. And so it's just, yeah, it's, that's, that's how we met. So then we went to the Costa Rica content creators retreat. What happened after that? Just then we just got close, got really close. We started talking a lot. Oh, because you were going through the breakup still. Yeah. And so yeah. we were in constant communication. I mean, not just because you were going through the breakup, but, um, well at the retreat, me, you and Aaron kind of just like all clicked as a, like a little, like we just clicked. We were like a little, little pod, like a little unit. There's like a lot of people in the unit, but like for some, something about just like our little dynamic was special. And Mm -hmm. it worked out so uniquely and each person has like a special relationship with each other Mm -hmm. that's completely different than the relationship with we that we have with the other person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so after Costa Rica, we both went back our separate ways and we were just texting all the time, FaceTiming all the time. And we're like ready to plan another trip. We went to New York for my birthday <laughs> on like a couple weeks notice. No, right? it was a week. A I was week. like, I was like, well, okay. So it was, it was a hard time for me. You know, I was just going through a breakup. I, I hadn't spent a birthday alone in a long time and I had no plans. And our friend Aaron was like, Kristen, come to New York. Like, don't do nothing for your birthday. Like come to New York. And this was like a week and a half away. And I remember like face, we FaceTimed you or called you, or maybe we just texted you and we're like, New York. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you want to go to New York? And you were like, I'm down. Like, that's the <laughs> thing about our friend group is like, we're all down. We're mm-hmm. literally just always down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you came to New York and that was our second trip. <laughs> <laughs> we're 
we're laughing. Okay, so let's talk about what happened. Let's York. talk about it. Okay, so we go to New York. We have a great birthday trip. You know, I'm kind of still a mess at this point, but like it was a great trip. And me and Brie get in like the biggest <laughs> fight. <laughs> and like, like remember that we've only been friends for like two months at this point. So like, yeah. this is a bigger fight than like most two month friendships get in. Mm-hmm. And Brie was acting really passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I like didn't really know what, how to handle it. And so we ended up basically Aaron goes home first and me and her are like waiting to go to the airport so we're at the hotel together and we end up having to just unpack everything we like initially she's like Brie what's wrong and I didn't really even know what was wrong honestly I was a little bit confused about the situation and why I was like I got really triggered and so long story short we start unpacking it and then we're feeling a little better and then we unpack it a little more and then it's like hours down the line. We're both crying in this freaking hotel restaurant, <laughs> hotel restaurant, getting $25 bagels with tears rolling down our eyes for like three hours. Our waiter's like, are you guys good? Do you guys need anything? We're like, just some napkins. <laughs> We're all right. Thanks though. Yeah. Um, and after we had that, we, we finally got all the way to the bottom of that. Uh, trigger of those feelings and that brought us like really really close like I think one thing that's really important with friendships is new friendships even old friendships any relationship in general is if there's an issue if there's so much value in just continuing to get to the actual bottom of it mm-hmm. because if you're just scratching on the surface of things and then just dealing with the 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 thing that you think is the problem that's not actually the problem. It keeps recurring and there's going to always be this low key tension. So one thing I think is really cool about our friendship is that we like get to the bottom Mm -hmm. of anything. If there ever is anything, it set the tone for sure. Mm -hmm. And I remember too, there would be a point, there was points, because this is like a couple hour conversation, like there we you were like okay I'm good I'm over it but like we could both feel that mm-hmm. like there was like it wasn't good and like y- you kind of weren't over it and there was mm-hmm. like more layers and then I think that we unlocked a little detail and we're like okay so <laughs> this is actually what's going on and we kind of just kept on going until we actually got to the bottom of it and really kind of pushed each other to like open up and be vulnerable when mm-hmm that situation it would have been so easy to close and then like go our separate ways because I was in Florida at the time you were in California at the time and just be like fuck that you know Mm. and not aligned anymore but like we really took the time to just be like I remember we're sitting at the table and we're like there's got to be a reason we're going through this right now because this is really weird to go through with a new friend Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really was kind of awkward because we didn't really know each other that Mm -mm. well like now we do but we hadn't spent a lot of time together and we're just sitting there at this hotel going into the depths of our shadow shadow and inner child inner child and history and everything just with a almost stranger honestly mm-hmm. it was pretty wild yeah but it was cute we've come a long way since then mm-hmm. we haven't really gotten into any fights either no since then i feel like once we got through that that was like all right 
Yeah. We were yeah. noticeably more close, closer. Yeah. And then we didn't want to tell anyone. Remember, we didn't tell anybody about our little fight for a while. That was actually really cute of us. So like we have a whole friend group, you know, it's like Aaron, our friend Alexis, like us two. And it was like really cute because I think in a lot of my 3D friendships, it's like you get in a tiff with one of the friends and then like you go back to the, all the other friends and you like unpack it with them. You're like, she was such a bitch or whatever. Mm. And me and you both just like kept it to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And like weeks later, we were like, have you told anyone? And I was like, no. And you were like, I was like, have you told anyone? You're like, no. And it was just like so respectful of mm-hmm. our sacred little conversation, mm-hmm. which was cute. That's so cute. I know. We're so cute. I know. <laughs> Yeah. And I think we should talk about some friendships because I think that we all have really healthy friendship dynamics. I would love to know. I feel like our friendship dynamics are really like 5D friendships versus 3D friendships. So I know we've both gone through a lot of friendship transitions. Like, what do you feel like is the biggest difference between like a 3D friendship dynamic and a 5D friendship dynamic? Mm, Great question. So For me, I think that the difference between a 3D friendship and a 5D friendship is about holding each other to a higher timeline and almost like, okay, it's about being above the issues Mm -hmm. that go on in life. And being able to see everything from like a higher perspective. And if one of us has something in our life that we're going through that we want advice on or conversation or just to talk about or even our business, we zoom out. Every Nothing is, is what it seems ever. Mm-hmm. And when you're in a lot of like 3D friendships and you're having conversation, it's always, okay, What can, what are we looking at now? And there's no like soul level higher dimensional awareness and understanding that even if something seems like shit's hitting the fan or something could be frustrating or whatnot, we always find a lesson in it. And we always see the higher perspective and nothing is good or bad. And it's always about like learning and growth. And for me, that's how I live my life. Mm -hmm. And to have friends that see eye to eye and can even lift you when you sometimes can't see that yourself is incredible like we are co-creating our lives all the time with source and when you're in that space it can feel really lonely if there's not a lot of people that really understand that and are living that and really see things from a bird's eye view totally and I think that in our friendship group particularly like when one of us gets triggered instead of all of us reacting to that person getting triggered, we are always like, we never make it about us. We're like, that person is going through something. Let's send that person love. Mm -hmm. Let's hold space. But let's also like not internalize it and think that we did anything wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like really about Mm -hmm. letting that person, our our friends, whoever they are, like be in their process without judgment, kind of like just living in the realm of unconditional love, not in a bypassy way, but in a, okay, I see this for what it is. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's the beautiful thing is when you've done so much shadow work and inner child work, you are able to spot the shadow and inner child in others. And you're also able to spot it in yourself. So like, there's been a lot of times where one of us is triggered in the dynamic and it's like, we'll be like, okay, my inner child feels, Mm -hmm. you know, 
is comparing myself to you or I'm feeling this way and this is why I'm reacting. This is why I'm acting cold. This is why I'm doing this. And I think it's, yeah, I think it's just about seeing things from the higher truth of like what it actually is. So it's also about whenever one of us is going through something or there's almost like a little fork in the road or some major minor issue that a normal person, not normal person, but you know, somebody may think of as being really negative. We somehow can always see that there's a soul lesson there and like holding each other with so much love as we navigate our own soul lessons. Mm -hmm. I think we realize how each one of us has a different timeline and different lessons that we're learning in each of our lifetimes. And so when one of us is going through something that maybe like we don't understand because that's not really our lesson and we wouldn't respond that way. We're like, Hey, this person is going through this and learning this soul lesson right now. So let's just love them where they are and like watch her and be here while she is evolving and growing into the person that she really is and meant to be in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so cute because that's really unique. Yeah. We really hold the vision for each other and yeah. allow ourselves to like be where we are and simultaneously like hold you to the standard of like, but I need you to be your highest self that mm-hmm. you can be in this moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Or like, or it's just not going to align, you know, because we really, we've all done so much work. And if you want to be really close, you got to work through the triggers as they come up, not let yourself get triggered. You know, like it's okay if you, something comes up because when you're in these friendships that are, that force you to evolve and to elevate and to expand, things are going to come up. Mm -hmm. That's normal. And it's about how you're moving through those things that are coming up. And um, it makes you a better person. It makes the relationships deeper and more strong. The bonds become so much stronger as we overcome things together. Like, it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think overall, like, really finding friends that have done as much work as you is, like, the main takeaway here. It's, yeah. like, I think the beautiful thing about our friendship is we are all we are all committed to our personal growth in the same level. And I can personally say I've never had friends that have done as much work as me. Like we are all working on ourselves every single week. Like our physical bodies, we're all working on our spirit bodies, like (laughs) your selves, all of the selves. Right. But like, really, I was telling the girls the other day or sometime I was like, truthfully, I never thought it was possible to find people who work on themselves as much as I do. Like Mm. we're all booking sessions Mm. and doing the shadow work and inner child work every single week. And to find someone that's just as committed is like so special. And I think that's what I love about you the most Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is you've done the work. Thanks. So let's actually talk about shadow work because this has been something that's been coming up for both of us a lot and we've been unpacking it together. So What is your take on what shadow work is? Tell us like your shadow work journey. Ooh, fun. What a long journey. Mm -hmm. A lot of journey. So shadow work to me is essentially really uncovering things that you have buried to make it really, really short. Um, And my journey with it 
has is is interesting. So I started off and did not know what the shadow was, as as most of us don't grow up in households knowing what shadow work is or what your shadow is at all. And I kind of thought like I was perfect. I know that sounds terrible, but I really kind of thought that I didn't really have flaws. And that's so, so, so crazy. I really didn't think that. Maybe I shouldn't say that. No, it's it's true though. It's, I really didn't. Yeah. I was like, I could not see my shadow, right? You cannot see your blind spots. You cannot see what you cannot see. Well, that's the 3D consciousness is right. we only see what's right in front of you and you can't see from a higher perspective. So right. that's just what 3D is. So I was very 3D. <laughs> I could not see anything outside of what I was experiencing in that moment. And I was right. Isn't that wild? So, um, when I very first saw that I had a shadow was actually my first mushroom trip. (laughs) And I had realized that I had a lot of trust issues and that I was actually the problem for all of the problems that were going on in my life at the time. And it was very empowering because I realized that if I'm the problem, which I had never seen before, right? I'd never known this. Then I actually can be the solution that I'm actually, I actually have some power here. Mm -hmm. I can actually shift my own life and change the timeline to something that's empowering and a way that makes me feel good and excited and attract really positive, loving people to me if I just changed. And from that moment on, honestly, I became obsessed with uncovering what else is there? What else is there? What else am I not seeing that could help me be more authentic, more vibrant, more loving, more just of me? What do you think is like the biggest shadow that you uncovered within yourself? Mm, That it's not okay like you have to be perfect. Perfectionism is probably the biggest thing for me. Like if I tried even my absolute hardest, it would still never be good enough. Mm. And I could not even bear to even think that that was true. Like, so most of my life, I would actually half-ass things um, to save my ego, the pain of potential failure. Mm, so you wouldn't sense. even try so you because you knew you couldn't be perfect anyway correct like I would I would try but I wouldn't do the last something percent because if I didn't get a good grade or if I didn't if I didn't get the absolute best well I didn't I didn't actually try right you know and that actually kind of just came through like a year ago or so wow yeah And so how has that evolved like in your business? Because like in business, you can't be perfect. Yeah. Well, you know, it's actually really interesting. I feel like in business, I kind of, like, how have you overcome your perfectionism in business? You kind of just got to say, fuck it. Mm-hmm. that's how you overcome the perfectionism. You just close your eyes and hit post. You close your eyes and hit upload. You close your eyes and just do the damn thing and then don't look back at it. Sometimes that's what you got to do. <laughs> Sometimes, because if you look at it again, you're like, oh my God, why did I put that on the whole internet? Why did I upload that freaking thing that's not perfect? Why? How could I send those labels to print if there's like 
spacing isn't perfectly, you know, but you just got to do it and close your eyes and move on. Mm -hmm. And most people don't notice the things that you think are bad. Most people have no idea. Most people are so grateful that you just came out with the thing that they needed. I love that. And like, we have very similar TikTok styles as well. And like, I feel like when both of us, how we kind of blew up on TikTok was like, we just were like, just chatting into the phone. So unbothered and unfiltered. And the new, the new way you do social media is by being your most authentic self anyway. Like nobody actually wants to see a perfect post. They want to see the real raw, messy, like, what is it actually like? Because I think that our society is just exhausted from trying to be perfect. Mm. So exhausted. And, and it's like the perfection. Yeah. It's not even admirable anymore. Like mm-hmm. there was an era online where the perfect aesthetic was it. It was really cool to have a perfect feed and perfect edited photos and, mm-hmm. and everything was perfectly done. And I think pretty much everybody realized that it's not real and it's destroying our mental health mm-hmm. to constantly try to reach a level of perfection that literally doesn't exist. Even for the people that are the closest to that perfection, it's not even real to them. And I think everyone got so freaking sick and tired of it that like the the scrappier, the better, you know, mm-hmm. when you get started, you just got to be scrappy. Like I love a resourceful friend, a resourceful person. I, like, I love it when people just are like, you know what? I just figured it out. You just figured it out. Mm-hmm. And you, you just jump and you build your parachute on the way down. And you just trust that if you jumped and your heart was in the right place and you have full faith that no matter what freaking happens, even if you did die and go into another lifetime, like that's just what was supposed to happen. <laughs> And you're going to be fine. Um, I don't know if that was a complete sentence. So I think I said, I don't think it was a complete sentence. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> it's too good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got to jump, baby girl. That's Take it. Take a jump. Always jump. Just say, fuck it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yes. And that's like Bree's Aries moon. And I have an Aries sun. So yeah. we always joke, like, I'm a, I'm just like a bitch and like, Bree is like a undercover bitch. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I'm really nice, but like, don't push me like, because you don't want to know, you know, Kristen's like, yeah, you're annoying. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, this person's so annoying. But like, I actually am, I feel, I feel a lot of things, right? Like, like I can hold both at the same time. Yeah. I can breathe. Ha- like, I love you so much, but you're fucking annoying. No, I love you so much. And you're annoying. And I'm more like, <laughs> you're annoying. But like I see the lesson and like my soul appreciates you, you know? <laughs> so, so the, one of the reasons I really love Brie is because she is such a badass serial entrepreneur. Like truly you are so cool. So I want you to tell the story of like all your businesses. Like you've been an entrepreneur since you were, yeah. I mean, I love this about you, but like you didn't even finish college and you're like <laughs> killing it in your businesses and you're the smartest person I know. And like, I think that's the, one of the dopest things about you. Oh, Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I, 
I'm definitely an entrepreneur at heart. So my entrepreneurial journey started really young when I was 18 or 19. I started a jewelry company and this jewelry company I ended up getting investment for, which made me drop out of college. So I was full-time building this jewelry brand, like with a big budget (laughs) at the time, you know, I had, we were paying $20,000 a month for like services and support. Um, but it was, it was like, I was almost like in over my head. I just, I had a fire in me and I was like, I'm ready to do this. Let's just go. And so I, we ran it. It was a great run. It was really fun. But then, um, that was where my very first spiritual awakening actually happened was I got kicked out of my company by the investor, not just me, but my other partner got kicked out too. And that was my whole identity at the time. Wow. So (laughs) you thought that your business being successful was what made you worthy of being a person. Mm. And when that got ripped away really quickly, um, I went on a self-discovery journey. And from that self-discovery journey, I realized how much I love to help people. And so I started a new company. And in the meantime, I was doing all kinds of random businesses. Like I always have random businesses going. And so I'll get into those too. So then I started this company called BioVel and it was CBD infused coconut oil. And this company was what really changed my life. I like, again, and you still use it today. I still use it every single day. Like people love this shit. I love this shit. It's like the best product ever. Like I still love it. Um, and the company blew up like way faster than I was ready for. Um, it was perfect timing. Like, I don't know. I timed it really well, you know? And, uh, but it was just, it was like the perfect, beautiful storm that changed my life and changed a lot of other people's lives. And it was the first time I got a taste of really changing people's lives, you know, by creating something, putting it out into the world and then seeing people be happier and feel less pain and share with their family members and just feel better. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really amazing run and I still use it to this day. And then I started to do all kinds of other types of businesses on the side, just for fun. Everything from starting Amazon stores and selling random things to selling hoverboard chargers to, opening up Instagram accounts and selling ads on Instagram and like, God, I don't even know. There's like so many things, uh, like a lot of things. That's what a serial entrepreneur is. They just keep on building businesses, keep on creating and keep on building and just having fun with it. Uh, and then once COVID kind of happened, I realized how much I wanted to get into helping with myself right? Mm -hmm. Using Brianna, not standing behind just a product this time. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I kind of got into coaching and helping people with microdosing and finding their purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. And that became like so much fun. And now it's, it's continuing to evolve into like multidimensional stuff, which is not expected at all. Yeah. But here we are now. Yeah. Such an amazing journey. And one of the things that I want to touch on with you is uh, mushrooms, because when you met me, <laughs> I basically was like, yeah, I don't do any of that. 
I like was scared of mushrooms. I was just like, yeah, I don't really do like any drugs. They're not for me. I'm just like, that's not my route. It's not the route of my life. Like I was like, I was pretty rigid on that. I was just like, no. And slowly but surely, I don't really even know what happened, but now you've helped me microdose. You've been part of, you know, the bigger trips I've had and mushrooms have changed my life. So let's talk about microdosing. What the heck is microdosing? What is psilocybin? Um, Tell us about it. Sure, sure. So psilocybin is the active compound in a type of mushroom. So they're psilocybin containing mushrooms. And this compound produces psychedelic effects. It works on your brain and it it, ter- it makes your brain not operate the normal way that it works. Creates normally. new neural pathways, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, essentially. Know. Parts okay. of your brain that normally don't talk begin talking. And so it allows you to have new profound insights and basically just like the monkey mind is turned off mm. and you're able to see things from a new perspective. So microdosing is just that on a sub perceptual level. So it's taking a really, really small amount of mushrooms, like 0.1 to 0.3 grams, which is like a 10th of a full dose or even less to enhance your life in some way. So you can take it for some people take it to get off of medication, like anti-anxiety, antidepressants, or, um, ADHD medication. That's what I got off of. I'm not a doctor. This is not medical advice. And others could use it just to boost their creativity, boost your mood, connect deeper spiritually, um, get better into meditation or yoga. It's really, really great for almost anything. Mm -hmm. And it really helps you be the best version of you. It doesn't alter who you are if you're doing it in just a microdose form. It actually just like opens you up to be the most you. And that's why I love them so much. I agree. When I first took mushrooms, I described it to one of my friends. I was like, it basically just makes you your higher self. Like that's what you feel like when you can actually like take it a big enough dose to like feel it. Now, the caveat with mushrooms is in order to be your higher self, you have to live at a higher frequency. And to live at a higher frequency, you have to deal with your human. You have to deal with the emotions that you haven't processed. You have to deal with your shadow. You have to deal with all of your shit, right? So I know that when I was taking, when I was microdosing consistently, I still am right now. The intention has been a little bit different now, but like I was really taking it to heal. And like I was purging so many emotions every single day to the point where I actually had to stop for a little bit because I'm like, I got to (laughs) work. Like Mm -hmm. I can't sit here and cry all day. You know what I mean? So I love when you tell me like the mushrooms are always going to give me exactly what I need. And sometimes I need joy and happiness and you can set your intention. Why don't you talk about like intention setting with mushrooms and, you know, if somebody's interested in microdosing, like how do they start and what do they do to do the process? Well, I have a course. Well, yeah. So I actually, I have a course for just for microdosing out now. So if you go to my Instagram and, uh, Kristen will link it too, Mm -hmm. but for in short, setting intention is a really, really important because 
mushrooms in general can they in, they increase the volatility of what's going on inside your brain. And so that's amazing. So so I actually have a course all about microdosing and it's called microdosing 101 how to all the things microdosing. So you can check that out. Kristen will link it. Mm-hmm. And as a general, in general, intention is just literally about the aim that you have for taking the mushrooms. Mushrooms are super intelligent. And at the same time, they can at higher doses make you a little bit scattered. So it's always really good to have that intention to bring you back to so you can guide your day in a way that's best supportive for you in that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they also, in in my experience, you know, sometimes I set an intention, but like they're alive, they have a consciousness mm-hmm. of their own and they're connected to you. Like they know what you need mm-hmm. more than I do. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, there's been a time where I'm like, I just want to experience joy and love and happiness. And like, wasn't planning on crying, but like, that's what I needed that day is to like, get it out. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's like a journey. And overall, I think that one of the main intentions is just to become more of yourself, to heal, Mm -hmm. become more of yourself. Like, obviously I use them like for creativity and stuff as well, but I think like they are a tool, a healing tool, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. They're holistic tool. That's what I call them. They're not a magic pill. They're a holistic tool. They're not going to fix your life. Nope. They are not going to fix your life. They're just going to support you. Mm-hmm. They're supportive, but, and use them wisely. Like don't overuse them mm-hmm. or they're going to tell you mm-hmm. they're not going to either. It's not going to work or you're going to feel really weird. Like they're going to tell you, <laughs> use them wisely, use them with intention, treat them with respect and they will respect you back and help you in so many magnificent magical ways. Again, this is not condoning illegal substance use. This is strictly education and entertainment. Yes. (laughs) Education and entertainment only. But yeah, microdosing is a really amazing tool that I've been, you know, really playing with in my reality. And it's just really changed who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I'm just grateful that you brought mushrooms into my life. Oh, (laughs) I'm so grateful too. It's like probably one of my favorite things to do ever, like is to introduce people to mushrooms. Like, (laughs) like I'm not a pusher, but I'm just going to put this out there in case you're interested, like it's made a really big impact in my life. I'm not saying it's going to in yours, but like, just going to put this on your plate and not tell you to eat it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and I, I did it on my own, but yeah. honestly, I was in such a dark place. I was like anything to fix this. Yeah. And they did help. They are helping. They, they continue to help. You know, I'm not completely out of everything, but I will say that like, they've really helped speed up the process and they pull things up to purge, but I think this is what we should talk about next because Ascension is not all sunshine and rainbows. No. I think that we both know we've been on a massive accelerated Ascension path the last five months that we've known each other. We've gone through so many life changes, like moves and friendship sheddings and relationship shifts, and you've gone through a death in your family. Mm-hmm. And just we're both in our Saturn return, you know, we're both moving, both moving. Like we never talked about how you ended up here. <laughs> I think we got to talk Sorry. about that in another episode. Yeah. We'll do that. Save that for another episode. Yeah. We'll save that for another episode. But yeah, so we, 
we um both have been in a really accelerated ascension and i think that you know we do share a lot of the highlight reel on instagram but behind the scenes is kind of a mess y'all mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a mess so i want you to share a little bit about the shadow of ascension like what is it that we maybe don't share and see like behind the scenes mm. well what does ascension actually look like ascension looks like shedding everything that is not aligned to the highest timeline period and it means a lot of death and rebirth Mm. and when there is death and rebirth a rebirth equals new vibration when you are in a new vibration on the inside and you're holding this new vibration Everything that is in your physical reality that is at a different vibration is now not resonant. Mm -hmm. And you know what that means? All of it has to go. It either has to go or it has to shift. And that's really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. um, if if you're not ready for it. (laughs) It's never comfortable, but at least if you know when you're looking at it from a higher perspective, you're like, okay, well, yeah, I can see what's going on here. Does it make it easier? Sure. Does it make it easy? No. Mm-hmm. Like there's still turmoil. There's still struggle. There's still pain. You know, there's you're, you've got these attachments that you now have to let go of and then grieve and then mm-hmm. and then stumble until you you really fill into this new space that you have now created because yeah, it's actually a lot. It's actually mm-hmm. heavy and beautiful mm-hmm. and magical. And it's a lot though. Yeah. It is really about like letting your reality for me, at least it's like, you know, everyone wants a quantum leap, but when you really think about scientifically, what a quantum leap is, is like your old reality has to fall away. So the new reality can form. And on a 3d level, that is super fucking painful. Like you literally are the same characters that are in your life are not in your life anymore. Maybe the same house that you lived in is not where you live anymore. Like I know that, you know, we're both going through a locational change Mm -hmm. and we're both going through people falling away or people dying. Even Mm -hmm. we're going both through a lot. And Mm -hmm. so I think just like, really giving a glimpse into, you know, maybe we do present a little bit on Instagram, like, oh my God, we're going on all these trips and we found our soul fam and whatever. But like, we're, our whole group is like in our Saturn return and we're all shifting relationships and doing tons of shadow work and Mm -hmm. doing tons of inner child healing and like dealing with family dynamics and dealing with so freaking much. And so, yeah, I think that overall just remember that if you're also in like a rapid ascension or accelerated ascension like life falling apart is just part of it and it's all realigning you to the highest timeline but i personally know that it's hard to believe that when you're in it it's mm-hmm. just hard to kind of like imagine something that you haven't experienced yet so give yourself grace as you like align to the new timeline. And also remember like while you're in it, your vibration is just recalibrating to the new vibration that you're at. And that takes time because mm-hmm. earth is dense. So dense. it's so freaking dense. And 
I mean, I think I spent a long time hating the fact that Earth was dense. And I, I still don't love it, right? But when you can honor it and be like, hey, I'm used to things just materializing really, really, really quickly because I'm not from where things are so freaking physical. Other planets. Other planets, right. (laughs) I'm used to things just materializing, you know? And so, but it's even like a shadow, I feel like, when you are hating on Earth because that's not... Because you chose to be here. You're here for a reason and we're here to experience all of the things that it means to be human and to learn in ways that humans can learn, not in ways that you've learned from on another lifetime in another freaking star system. (laughs) So if you can just fall in love with the messiness and the ugliness and the craziness that is earth, you can actually enjoy like in a weird fucked up way, all of the crazy shit that goes on Mm -hmm. because it's going to continue happening Like, even if your life continues to get better, like our lives are getting better and better and better and more incredible and more expansive and more abundant and more fun and more loving and more joyous. And they're also equally as chaotic at the same time. Dude, they're so chaotic. And we've just gotten so good at moving through. Okay, look, we're not professionals, but I feel like I'm personally getting pretty good at like mastering mastering the chaos and just like dancing in the rain i used to say that one like all the time i would say just learn how to dance in the rain because it's gonna rain it's going to freaking rain i promise you it will it's what happens we're on earth Mm -hmm. and if you can just learn to dance and just let the freaking rain fall on you and cry while while it's raining because then no one can see your tears and just dance while you're there it gets to be kind of fun you know, mm-hmm. and just messy and cute and like beautiful thing that is life on earth. And just letting yourself move through it without judgment and also yeah. knowing how temporary it is. Like, you know, yesterday I came over to Bree's house and I was like mm-hmm. really going through it. And you were going through it too, actually. Like mm-hmm. we both had a day. Usually source doesn't do us like that. Like usually only one of us is going <laughs> through it. But yesterday we both had a day where like, she was like, yeah, I just cried all day. And I was like, yep, I cried all day too. And I can't come over to her house and she opens the door and like, I just like couldn't hold the tears in. And I like bawled Hmm. on your kitchen floor or on your kitchen, by your kitchen table for like, I don't know, 20 minutes, like really just bawled my eyes out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like ugly crying. And I was just like, my soul is tired, Brie. This is so dense here. Like I honestly could cry thinking about it because I was so sad yesterday I was like, this just hurts so bad. When is it going to end? And, you know, like, I was just like, am I going to ever get through it? And you were just like, it's temporary. You're going to get through it. I promise you with every cell of my being, like, you're going to get through it. And like, that's the thing about earth. Like, it's the thing about life. That's the thing about everything. Evolution is, it is temporary. Everything is temporary. Mm -hmm. Everything is impermanent. Everything is going to come to an end. Like you really shouldn't attach to the good moments or the bad moments because they're both fleeting. And Mm -hmm. if you can just really decide that no matter what you're going through, I am going to master joy. I am going to be a master of joy. Even if my life is in shambles, I am going to choose to see the gift. I am going to choose to see the joy. I'm going to choose to feel joy. And I think that that's one of the things that I've been really going through in the past, you know, this little quantum leap of mine is like, 
okay, so this is the hand I've been dealt. What am I going to do with it? Am I going to just try to be the happiest I can be? And that's what I've been trying to do. And I think that you, as a human, you have to realize that two things can be possible at once. You can be deeply sad and your life can be in shambles and you can choose to see it in the best way possible and choose to feel joyful just because you're alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I think Ascension's just rough, but it's also like, I wouldn't have it any other way. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. It's sick way. It's crazy. It's crazy. It is a little sick. (laughs) Sick. We we love the shadow work. We're weird like that. Yeah. But it's like, actually, it's actually great. It's scary at first because you're like, oh my God, I don't want to open up that can of worms. But then once you go through and you see how much better your life is after uncovering that and like getting to the other side, it's, it's beautiful Mm -hmm. because you've gone into the other side. So don't be afraid to do some shadow work. (laughs) No, don't be afraid. And I think that once you get to the point where you realize too, that like, Whatever's happening is actually aligning you to something better than you can even fathom as a human, right? Because there's infinite possibilities that can go on in your life. And so if you, if your human brain actually thinks that, you know, the best possible outcome for your life, like you just don't, like you literally don't know because there's so many, there's infinite, like, do you know what the number infinity means? It literally is a number that can't even be counted. That's how many possibilities timelines situations can play out in your life and your little human brain does not know what's best (laughs) this is guys this is what I tell myself so it's like (laughs) really allowing yourself to be like I'm in full send surrender I don't know what's gonna happen but you know what I'm just gonna trust because it always happens better than planned like Mm -hmm. truly even with you guys like all the friends that I've called in our little crew it's like if I wrote down on a piece of paper what I want in a friend I wouldn't get people as amazing as you guys Mm -hmm. I literally wouldn't so Mm -hmm. it's like source knows what you need source knows the best outcome that you can't even imagine with your little human brain so Mm -hmm. might as well just let source lead might as well just fuck it (laughs) just trust just put your arms up like you're on a roller coaster and just lead with your heart and then just let the universe surprise you. Yes. I love that. It's great. Yeah. Awesome. Well, the last thing that I want to touch on, Brie, I think it'd be cute to, to share how, like, let's talk a little bit about soul fam. We've been calling in so much soul family lately. And me and Brie went through this like really cute moment last night where I had found this old, like fake, like, like spiritual account that I had made um, in 2018. If you want to go creep on it, it's the healthy soul. <laughs> and I didn't share it with like any of my friends at the time. So I was so embarrassed. I like wasn't out of the spiritual closet or, uh, yet. And um, we were like going through it and we realized like in 2018. So this is like five years ago. Is that five years ago? Yeah. Oh, it's five or six Eight years plus ago. Three. A plus two plus three is five. Yeah. Five okay. years ago. So five years ago, like we were literally both going through like a massive spiritual awakening and we were both like the same person. Even down to like the studio that we went to yoga. Yeah. Like we, we both were both to going to power. core power. We both were like, we even were, were like making our June intentions and we would like write them down and then post them. Yes. On, <laughs> like, on Instagram. Like we had the we, same types of stories. Literally our Instagram stories looked like the, the same, same person. person. <laughs> like 
talking about mm-hmm. astrology. Uh-huh. Like I'm, we were both on a fitness journey. We were like getting mm-hmm. off and counting macros mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. learning to love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like it was crazy how similar we were when we were like it was five years ago. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think it was cute for me to be like, wow, like I had a best friend out in the world somewhere doing the same shit that I was doing. Right. And like, that's so cute. And we're finally like, we finally did the amount of work that it took to bring us together. Yeah. You know, like we were both just on our own timelines, on our own timelines, this whole time doing the same thing since 2018, or honestly, we had the same movie, same favorite movies, same things as little kids, but at least since 2018, we've been on this path to evolution, to growth, to healing, to just finding our joy and deepening our connection to ourselves and to God, if you will. Mm-hmm. And five years later, at minimum, here we are now. I know. Re- reconnected <laughs> as one. <laughs> Literally as one. <laughs> and I feel like, you know, our souls, like before we reincarnated in Earth, they were like, okay, so when we're 27, <laughs> let's meet in Costa Rica. What do you think? Uh-huh. <laughs> like just in time for the Saturn return. Like I literally think Saturn entered Pisces when we were in Costa Rica. Really? Maybe not, but I think so. But don't quote me if I'm wrong, because I don't know. But I, I kind of think so. We've been connecting with so much soul family. I think we should talk about, like, what are the things that we've done to connect with our soul fam? Because I think that, you know, the spiritual journey at first, like, we were both really lonely. Like, oh. we we both talk about how we used to just post on social media because we were both lonely. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel like the I'll, let's I'll, I'll say a tip and then you can say a tip. Sure. So my tip for connecting to people like soul fam is like, first of all, not resisting the lonely period. I think of loneliness as like an initiation into yourself. Like you have to show the universe, even when nobody gets me or likes me, I'm going to choose to be who I am with no filter, no, like not holding myself back. Like I'm really comfortable with who I am and I love myself enough to not dim my light, even if people don't understand me. So I think like leaning into the loneliness and making making the shift from like I'm lonely to like I'm in solitude right now and I also know it's temporary and that my soul family is coming that was Mm. my biggest tip Mm -hmm. what about you yeah I would say to open yourself up to the potential of connecting to people whose whose truest essence resonates with yours and then go be that don't hold back, like Kristen was saying, and go be that and make friends online. Join groups, join masterminds, go on retreats, things that really feel aligned in your soul. Like you'll know, you know, if you're connected, you're going to know if this is a yes or if this is like a no. Um, And then just say, fuck it and make the friends go on the trip, mm-hmm. join the group, comment on the person's picture and just watch. I promise you, you will connect and attract your soul family. But like, it's very, very important that you are actually being authentic online. If you're going to find friends online, like if you're going to like magnetize, you magnetize what you are being, whether it's conscious or unconscious. Well, it's both, right? And so it's really important if you want to attract the absolute highest, most aligned, most authentic friendships and relationships that you yourself are being your most authentic self online because you're just going to attract what you're putting out yes 
I love that. Yeah. And I just want to like reiterate, like really every single friend I have, I swear to God, I've met on social media, like genuinely, like with you guys, it's through the TikTok creator retreat, which was through social media. But before I met y'all, I would just DM people on TikTok and Instagram all the time that were in my area. And I'd be like, Hey, looks like we're doing similar things. Want to grab coffee? Literally. I would do it all the time. And I've made so many friends like that. So I think like really at some point you got to put yourself out there. You got to go to the yoga studio or the Pilates studio or message people to get coffee. And you just have to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You just freaking do it. And the more of the shadow work that you do, the more you just are comfortable with who you are, even if it's different than some of the people that are in your immediate reality, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that stops people sometimes. So if that stops you maybe in your life because your other best friends aren't the way that you are or your partner isn't exactly the way that you are. And so maybe in your real life, you're scared to be yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do the shadow work, you're not going to really give a shit. And you're just going to step out and say, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. And I'm going to attract some dope ass people. I'm going to go to this yoga studio and I'm going to talk to the teacher afterwards because, because I want to, because she seems cool. And then who knows, she's going to invite you to go get a freaking smoothie. And then you're going to meet her friend. And then all of a sudden you have a new friend group. Like it can happen so quickly. Mm -hmm. And it just takes you being confident in who you are underneath all of it. And then just showing up. That's it. Yeah. And not, not taking it personally when you don't align with people, because personally I've lost so many friends in my life. And mm-hmm. like, I would do it 10 times over if it was, if I knew that I was going to meet my soul fam, like my people who actually feel like home. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what I would tell myself too, when I was really lonely, cause I've gone through periods, right? I, everyone on the spiritual path goes through periods, right? Yeah. Um, where they're just really alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that I would have told myself that like, it's going to get better mm-hmm. and to just relax and that it's, it's not forever. Yeah. Like I literally have this two shall pass tattooed on my wrist to remind me <laughs> that everything is temporary. Yeah. Even in, in the dark times, like just hang on, just surrender because it's going to pass. And when things are literally so freaking good like you have no issues it feels like well really enjoy that time because things come up we're on earth that's okay and so it's like seize the day and surrender to the moment when you need to Mm -hmm. I love that I love that (laughs) I think this is a good place to stop Brie we talked about so much we have so much more to talk (laughs) about like I will tell you guys like me and Brie are together probably like four or five hours of every day. And we never run out of things to talk about. Like this, literally never, like never, like this morning we, we see the same trainer. Well, I see her trainer and shout out Josh. <laughs> Hi Josh. Hi Josh. And, um, this morning we were literally chatting for like, I don't even know how long it was. I, I didn't see him standing there. I don't know. A while, but we were together the whole night before for like five hours, and then we get to training at like 8 a.m. and we're like, just and he literally goes, Do you guys ever run out of things to talk about? and we're like, Literally, 
honestly, it's weird. We never do. And he was like behind us for like, I got 10 minutes or whatever. And he was just like, I was just going to wait for y'all to finish. And I was like, I was like, you would be waiting the whole entire hour. Yeah. We would be standing there stretching, (laughs) talking for an hour or three or four. We're like, oh my God, we got to get some work done. Yeah. So long story short, we're going to have more of these podcasts where we're just going to be chilling with you guys, hanging yeah. out. They're going to be yeah. super chill. This is like what it's like when we hang out. We yeah. just talk about literally this. <laughs> literally this kind of stuff. Yeah. And so we're going to, we'll do another one on my yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And we'll talk like light language, moving shifts in life, um, more surrender, spra- more surrender. Wow. More surrender. Even like relationship stuff. We can go into that. We'll go into Um, like, uh, you've given me a lot of like queen codes. mm, So queen codes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. So yeah, share Brie. What's your podcast? Where can we find you? Give us all the deets on how we can work with you and experience Brianna's magic. Mm, Thank you. So my podcast is called cosmic conversations and it's really a space where we chat everything cosmic, if you will, but everything in life is cosmic. Okay. We are fractals of the universe of all. And on earth, we're dealing with astrology. So it could be everything from healing to light language and channeling Pleiadians to heartbreak to um, friendships, all the things in between. And I do solo And I also will have guests on people, especially people that have made really big impacts in my life. Mm -hmm. And um, you can work with me. I have a microdosing course. It's called Microdosing 101 on my website, briannamystic.com. And then as far as one-on-one work, I have um, a few spots that are going to be opening up for second half of August. And it's really, a lot of times people will come to me whether you want to kind of uncover your purpose. Maybe you're feeling a little bit stuck in your life and you're just, you know that you're meant for more and you know you're here to do something big and you have a really big spirit, but you're just like kind of stuck. Um, I can really help you out with that. And also people that really want to kind of open up their channel. Maybe they want to channel light language or they, um, and also want to tap into their authentic self through microdosing. So that's primary. Mm-hmm my my major <laughs> and all the podcast is where you can find all podcasts so spotify i'm not sponsored by them but i like spotify podcasts so apple apple everywhere. spotify everywhere podcasts are yeah <laughs> everywhere the podcast that's where conversations is there and yeah brie actually opened up my light language so so you want to give him a taste oh my gosh okay. <laughs> a little combo all right <laughs> all right if you made it this far then you're a real one yeah. Yeah. Right. So what is light language? Just so like people, if they don't know, cause my audience might be new to it. Sure. So light language is essentially just perfect frequencies that are, that they go from soul to soul and they bypass any English, any kind of human language barrier. It just blasts all that away. And it's literally like speaking sacred geometry to another person Mm -hmm. and you can everyone kind of has their own soul language you can also channel all different types of beings whether it's from the angelic realm or different multi-dimensional spaces um different planets yeah 
you know, star groups, star groups. Yeah. yeah. Races, if you will. But like, uh, <laughs> I know we're going to get into, there's a lot. Time. We'll, we'll get into that in the future <laughs> on my podcast. We'll get into that. We'll get into the real cosmic shit over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's basically sacred geometry of sound. And when you use light language, you can transmute and shift things a lot easier. Mm-hmm. You can activate dormant DNA. Mm-hmm. You can release heal. limiting beliefs. You can heal the physical and emotional body. Mm-hmm. It's essentially like just like a a, a spiritual hack. It's like spiritual surgery. Yeah, it's literally spiritual surgery. Like I'll have be in sessions where like I can see and feel myself like removing something and then putting something back in that's like a beautiful harmonic mm-hmm. like doing using different rays um the diamond ray the rainbow ray like and you can um just really support another person um just using energy just using spoken frequencies that are coming through your channel so it's really a beautiful technology it's that quantum technology that is used to mm-hmm. align activate and transmute yeah and upgrade a and, lot yeah yeah it's it's epic it's so good so, so yeah why don't you have a little combo language? yeah okay we're gonna have a little combo and then we'll close out <laughs> just okay. be weird as fuck and then we'll go here we go <laughs> yeah I'll just leave you with that ah <laughs> an I ai anasukua jaskini atara niamakaya ala trokmoa jisniakayas kua atu isiakana ashia atiakana atu i iki achi atu imana atu ikana achi esi asiamana atu inama ukoro isiama uru niya and, and there you go. That was expressing so much gratitude to you. Yeah. And like so many blessings. So yes. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Thanks for coming on the pod. Woo! All the links will be below, folks. It's pretty late over here, which is why if you're watching the video, I look a little tired. But we are so excited to connect with you again. We'll see you on another episode. Bye. Bye. Woo!